Welcome to the Mind and Body Strong podcast, a place for women to redefine their relationship with food and their body, tune into their inner wisdom, and become the best version of themselves. My name is Katie Pijanowski, and I'm an anti-diet and body image coach, certified personal trainer, and lover of all things travel, brunch, and personal growth. Join us each week as we share insightful conversations with guest experts, along with my own personal stories and teachings that aim to help you reconnect your mind, body, and spirit while releasing old beliefs, dogma, and expectations that no longer serve you. Each episode is packed with nuggets of wisdom that are sure to leave you feeling inspired, challenged, and empowered to take action in your own life. Shy away from tough topics? No way. In this space, we welcome things including mental health, sex, diversity, eating disorders, weight stigma, and all that comes with having a human experience. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me, so grab a notebook, pen, and some headphones, and let's dive in. Hello, my dear friends. Welcome back to the Mind and Body Strong podcast. Today's episode is all going to be about how to belong to yourself. This is something that really came to me about five or six months ago as I was doing a lot of work with my coach. But before we get there into that content and really going in deep with that piece of it, I wanted to share with you a card poll that I did today, which was super awesome. And I love doing card polls, by the way. I have this amazing deck that my good friend Chelsea, who's been on the podcast, she's an incredible self-care coach, gave to me when I was there in Colorado with her and her girlfriend. It's called The Secret Language of Light Transmissions from Your Soul. And I love it because the guidebook gives you not only a description, but it gives you a meditation and reflections and action. So the card that I pulled today was called Color. And what it says in the reading book about color is that vibrational impulses and light waves, that's like the title at least, And then what it says in here is really fun. So it says, you are opening to different colors and experiences. Color breaks up old black and white thinking and opens your heart to beauty of love and light. The colors of the rainbow are variations of white light, reflecting the diverse experiences of life. They are all valid. Each color of the spectrum has its own energetic vibration that stimulates certain responses and healing. Different colors mirror your current physical, emotional, and spiritual state. Your soul uses this mirror to communicate your needs, to heal or embrace balance. Get to know what colors you are attracted to and the ones that repel you. You are love. You are loved no matter how colorful your your or another's life is. Now, I wanted to share that with you today, not only because I just love the wording of all of these different amazing cards, but that piece where it talks about how color breaks up the old black and white thinking is really important, I think, for this conversation and really specifically about the conversation around body image, which is what I spend a lot of my time chatting about. And as I'm recording this, it's still in December of 2021. And I did a poll on my Instagram asking all of you out there, what is it that you need the most support in? Is it food stuff? Is it body image stuff? And it was 100% all of the way, every single one of you voted body image, which was amazing. And I'm really excited to bring to you in a really amazing workshop, which I'm going to give you some details about here in just a second. But the fun thing about that is when we are in this kind of stress state and this 
comparison mode, which oftentimes we are really socialized to be in, especially around our bodies, thinking that they need to look a certain way, we need to weigh a certain amount, we need to associate beauty and desire and all of these things with a specific look, that's that very black and white, right? It's, it's only a certain amount of people fit into that space. And when we open our eyes to the color, to the nuance, right? I always like to view white and black on this like spectrum where they're on two sides if you draw a line in between. And the place that I always take my clients in my trust your body coaching experience and in any work that I do is this middle ground where that's where the color lives. That's where the color lives and that's where you get to explore your unique self and to be able to really sink into that, which is so exciting. So because all of you unanimously, that word is hard for me for apparently, wanted to do body image type work, I am going to be doing a free body image workshop on January 19th. It's a Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is going to be about 45 minutes to an hour-long workshop. And what I want to share with you within this workshop is going to be three body image hacks that are going to help you move towards this place of neutrality with your body. Because that's really ultimately the place that I take my clients first. We don't want to hang our hat and create this baseline of body positive because we're not always going to feel positive about our body image. It's just not how it is. And when we set that standard, it really allows us to create all these really unrealistic expectations. And then when we don't feel good in our bodies or something happens to disrupt our body image, that can really be harmful. So what I want to do in this particular body image workshop is give you three actionable hacks to help you feel better about your body today and find this place of neutrality. I'm also going to give you a lot more information about my trust your body coaching experience if that is something that you want to do, but this is a free workshop and I really want to encourage all of you ladies out there, even guys, because a lot of guys nowadays are struggling with this too. So truly anyone is invited to this amazing workshop, January 19th. It's a Wednesday night, 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm going to list the link to opt in in the description of this podcast so that you can go ahead and sign up, send it to your friends, post it on social media. Once you go ahead and sign up and tag me at Katie Pijanowski, I would love to celebrate that you are going to be taking this journey with me. So that's going to be something that I'm going to test out, see how that content really goes over with you. And then in February, we're going to just renovate it a little bit and make sure it is the most helpful thing that it can be for you because truly my purpose here is to help women see themselves for who they really are, which is so much deeper than what we are seeing on the external surface, which is our appearance. So I'm super excited about that. So I had to share that with you. So go ahead and sign up in the link in my bio, but let's get into the content for today about belonging to yourself. Now this came to me as I was doing a lot of work with my coach and we talked about this idea of what it means to belong to yourself. So often what I had witnessed through a lot of my coaching experience with her is that I was really hanging my hat and giving a lot of power away to relationships, to clients, specifically romantic relationships. I was 
handing my power away and basically saying, you decide how this is going to go. And obviously that doesn't always go well, right? It builds this resentment, at least for me, this is what was happening. I was building this resentment against the a person or feeling really attached to whether or not a client signed with me. And this was not a place that I wanted to be. And so this is where she really led me this down this path to understand what it might be like to just belong to myself. And with anything that I uncovered in this coaching experience with her, it felt very foreign to me at first. I wasn't really sure what that meant. But when I really came down to it and wrote out, because journaling is one of my favorite things to process, get out of my head and onto paper so I can actually separate what's going on. When I wrote down, how does it feel to belong to myself? The words that I wrote down were grounded, open, calm, patient, and nurturing. And all of these things can actually be towards myself as well. And actually, that's really what I wanted to practice as well as being grounded and calm within myself so that no matter what goes on outside of me, I would still be okay. And I actually remember coming to this point earlier in 2021 where I had an experience that just really rocked me. And in that moment, I remember saying to myself, like, even though this sucks, like I choose myself. I choose to help myself through this process. I choose to be there with myself instead of abandoning myself like I've done so many times to either please other people or to just, I guess, get the appreciation of others, which is truly what we're doing in those situations. And another note that I had written down when I was exploring this idea of belonging to myself because... The reason we are exploring this is because I wasn't belonging to myself. I was allowing other people to have this power is that I felt split open when I didn't feel chosen. I'm going to say that one more time because it's pretty big. When I discovered this, I was like, whoa, (laughs) the feeling I was experiencing when I wasn't chosen by someone is like this splitting open. It felt really vulnerable to not be chosen. But when I really looked at it and when we can learn to look at any situation in our life, any circumstance in our life as an opportunity to come back to ourselves, we can look at this and what I chose to do with this this scenario is, okay, it's possible that a job opportunity might choose not choose me. It's possible that a, a guy might not choose me or might not continue this relationship with me. It's possible that this client, we might not be a right fit. They might not choose me to be their coach. And how can I still choose myself? How can I still choose me in that circumstance? Right? And as I was kind of going through this process in my mind, I was having a lot of conversations with friends and with my coach about this. And I picked up a book I don't recall when this exactly was, but I've had this book for over a year and I remember starting to read it. I had a post-it note within the book and I never finished it. 
It's called Braving the Wilderness by my favorite, Brene Brown, which P.S. I found out her birthday is the same as mine. So basically that's the coolest because she's my idol. And I picked up this book from the shelf just randomly. And all of the sudden, everything in that book resonated with everything I was experiencing about this conversation of learning how to belong to myself. And I devoured this book in like one day. I don't think I did anything else but read this book. And it it's so funny because I've had this book forever and clearly it was just not the right time. I wasn't going through the right things to be able to really have that information hit me in the way that it did in that moment that I picked it up about five months ago. And I wanted to share with you some really amazing things from that book that really relate to learning how to belong to yourself because in the book, Braving the Wilderness, the tagline is the quest of true belonging and the courage to stand alone, which is exactly what I was learning how to discover for myself because I was allowing myself to feel so personally hurt when I wasn't chosen by an opportunity, by a person, whatever it might be. And my journey was what what I was seeing this experience as was an opportunity to learn how to choose myself, even when others don't choose me, even when others don't understand what I'm doing. Um, even though it hurts sometimes, like how can I still choose me? And that's where this really hit home. And so as defined in Brene Brown's book, Braving the Wilderness, belonging is the innate human desire to be a part of something larger than us. Because yearning is so primal, we often try to acquire it by fitting in and by seeking approval, which are not only hollow substitutes for belonging, but often barriers to it. Because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic and perfect selves to the world. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of self-acceptance. <sighs> Take a breath there because, wow, it's so good. I'm just going to dissect it just a, just a tad bit here. But the main difference I want to pull out first is that fitting in and belonging are two separate things. They are not one and the same. Belonging is when you first belong to yourself, when you can show up and be your authentic, imperfect self. For myself, for example, I stumble over my words. I am the worst at spelling. Don't ask me to spell anything because I can't do it. If you ask me if I've seen XYZ movie, probably haven't. Um, and I own that about myself now. I own that those are parts of me. I own that I am a little bit more introverted when I'm in a crowd of people. I much more prefer one-on-one -on -one interaction, which is why I think a lot of people think I'm more extroverted than I am. <laughs> I'm really good at one-on-one -on -one person, person interaction, but put me in a large crowd of people, I don't know. I don't know. Depends on the day. <laughs> but I've learned to accept these things about myself and to not try to change them. So belonging is showing up with all of that, all of the imperfect, messy things about ourselves and accepting ourselves in that. Fitting in is when you kind of chameleon yourself to fit into what is acceptable based on the people around you. Now, I have done this. We have all done this. Because especially when we are young, to fit into our families or our communities, it's a matter of survival, really. The most important things for us 
as humans is to feel love, safety, and belonging and to be really seen for who we truly are. And fitting in is, is the opposite of that. It actually, like Brene Brown says in this definition, it actually creates barriers to it because they're only seeing what you are putting a face on for. And I've actually, I think because I've been a lot more open to seeing myself for who I am and learning how to witness that with curiosity rather than judgment, I can see and sense when others might be going towards fitting in versus being their true self and belonging. And I always so appreciate when people are vulnerable, whether it be on like social media or in person and just say, you know, like, oh, I messed up this thing or this didn't go exactly right. It's so validating to me because as someone who has spent a lot of their life waiting for the perfect quote unquote moment to do things or until she knows enough. Um, it's really validating to hear that other people are out there in the world doing things imperfectly and making it work for themselves. And so it's, it gives me permission to do that as well. So super, super cool. Another note that I put here and being ourselves and being able to belong to ourselves means sometimes having to find the courage to stand alone, to brave the wilderness of uncertainty, vulnerability, and criticism. So this was another part from Bernice Brown. Amazing. Braving the wilderness. Everything she does is amazing, probably because we have the same birthday. I'm just saying. So being ourselves sometimes means that we have to choose ourselves above all else, above anyone else around us. And that can mean sometimes we stand alone in that. And that can feel really scary. And I think that's why it's really important to also have a community of people and to build that in whatever way is possible for you, whether it be in person or even online, and to allow yourself to slowly start to be more of that person who you really are and to find those people who are willing to accept you instead of force you back into a mold where they think you should be. So that's so, so important in this conversation of learning how to belong to ourselves. And the last piece I wanted to share with you in this episode here today is the framework of self-trust that she shares in the book because it was really profound to me and it asks a lot of really great questions that you can use as self-inquiry if you are also looking to learn how to sink into this more self-belonging and learn how to trust yourself. So the acronym is BRAVING, which is amazing. So each letter stands for a question that you can ask for more self-inquiry. So the B, the question is, did I respect my boundaries? Was I clear about what was okay and what was not okay? That can be really hard for some of us. I know for me, what I have been learning is that before I set boundaries, I need to figure out first what it is I actually want. That's something that I'm continuously having to grow on because I have silenced what I've needed for so long. And so learning how to be more in touch with what it is I need 
and in, and not going the shortcut, not asking for the bare minimum, but actually going towards the things I actually want and going for those and asking for the support that I need has been something that I've been working on. And so sometimes it takes me a while like to, to do that. And I might have to come back to that conversation or I might say something and then come back and revise that. And I want you to know that that's okay too. You can revise things, right? So ask, did, did I respect my boundaries? This is um, all in reference to self-trust and learning how to build that. The R, the question states, was I reliable? Did I do what I said I was going to do? The previous week's episode talked all about setting sustainable goals, and we talked about how setting really small goals that you can 100% achieve in order to build trust with yourself is so important. It's actually the whole idea of goals. It's to start to build trust with yourself until you get to that longer term thing. So setting yourself up with something that you 100% can do. And so for example, if that is doing one yoga class this week and you did what you said you were going to do, you build trust with yourself. So that's pretty incredible. I almost said number, but letter A, you know, here we are making imperfect mistakes. <laughs> A is, did I hold myself accountable, own my estate mistakes and apologize? So did I hold myself accountable, own my mistakes, and apologize if needed? The V, the question that you would ask is, did I respect the vault and share appropriately? So a little bit of explanation on that one. When she refers to the vault, it's talking about, did I share things that were not mine or did I protect those? Did I respect that this is not my story to tell and only tell the pieces that are actually mine. And if they want to know what someone else thinks, maybe you should reference them to go ask that individual because it's not actually your responsibility to do that. Excuse me. The I asked, did I act from integrity, courage over comfort? That can also be a hard one, just like boundaries. It's it comes with practice too. It's those small moments. Sometimes they seem very minimal in the moment that really add up to create this experience of self-trust, to create this experience of integrity with ourselves. And that's going to look different for everyone. So I encourage you to explore that for yourself. N stands for did I ask for what I needed? Was I non-judgmental about needing help? Oh, that's a hard one for some of us, especially women, being non-judgmental about needing help. This is something that I have to remind myself too. I have long thought and believed that if I'm struggling, like that who would want to help me? Like my problems are minimal. I can take care of this by myself. I don't need help, blah, 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 superwoman cape, blah, 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 right? But what I've learned specifically from in the fall of 2018 is the first time I really started going to counseling and getting help. I realized that that was actually one of the strongest things that I could ever do was say, I can't do this all on my own and I need help. I need 
help. And being able to tell my friends that has been something that still honestly is hard for me to reach out and be like, hey, I'm struggling and like things are not okay. And just having someone witness me, it's it's still hard for me. But every time I do, it's it brings me closer to that person. And the last one in braving is G. Was I generous towards myself? Words and actions. Was I generous towards myself? That can be such a powerful one too. This is how we speak to ourselves. How we choose to move our, our bodies. How we choose to just take care of ourselves, right? Like we need to be able to take generous, loving care of ourselves in our actions and in our words. So that's a little acronym for braving. I can go ahead and put all of those questions within the description so that way you can refer to them for your journaling and self-inquiry. And I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this because it shows you some of the deeper work and specifically relating to the body image coaching that I offer to my clients in my Trust Your Body coaching experience. This is really the core root of what we're doing here is building when you learn how to slowly build trust with your body, you are also inherently building trust with yourself. And that carries over into all other areas of your life. It's so incredible. How, how we do one thing is how we do everything. And so when we start to heal in one area of our life, it opens up all these other avenues where things just become easier. When you're able to just do things without like do things differently in a way that is like respectful and honoring of yourself without even really thinking about it anymore, which is so incredible. I really honestly sometimes am baffled by being able to sit in this position that I have here now and going through all of those really hard times and in the beginning of my process, not really understanding where I was going, feeling really messy and really struggling to to belong to myself and I won't say that I'm perfect because no one is but every single day I am provided the opportunity to to deepen that relationship with myself and I want to encourage all of you to do the same so I hope you got a lot from this episode as a quick reminder if you loved this episode please please take two minutes of your time after you go and sign up for the body image workshop on January 19th to write a review. Those reviews mean the world to me. It's how the podcast gets out to more people. And I would love to share your review on next week's podcast. So take care for now. We will talk talk to you in the next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode of the Mind and Body Strong podcast. If you loved this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a five-star rating and review or share a screenshot of the episode on your social media platforms. This helps even more women be able to find the podcast and move towards their own personal transformation. Or come on over to Instagram and send me a DM. Let me know what you thought of the episode or let me know about future topics you'd love to hear here on the podcast. Sending love to you no matter where you're at in the world, my friends. Until next week, take care.